Dear uh, viewers, dear listeners, uh, it's a great pleasure to have here Tommy Olappa, which is also known as guitar player of Greenleaf. Hi, Tommy. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good and good. Yeah, as we said before, <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a... Some Sweden came south to Berlin. Uh, <laughs> some sweden sweden weather going on over there. exactly exactly <laughs> uh no but uh, besides the weather uh, uh would be cool to um, to talk about uh, i mean you are gonna release on march 26th your uh, i don't know how many album but the nth album uh, uh, i think it's the eighth album coming okay out yeah also. it's difficult yeah. to count after uh, after five <laughs> or six <laughs> echoes uh, from ms is gonna go oh, the third album actually you're gonna release on uh, napalm records uh, three years ago you released uh, here the rivers our this uh, two and a half three years uh, since uh, you have released uh, um, here the rivers for the band okay the first part after we released the album was good because then we could do live shows we toured for the album and mm -hmm. yeah did festivals and tours and but then after a while i guess everything just stopped because <laughs> of this stupid covid 19. we have been yeah after we couldn't tour anymore we just yeah started concentrating on writing the rest of the album so that's mm. what we have been up to when did you start more or less working for the for the echoes uh, from ms Pretty, we always pretty much start right away after after mm. here the rivers was released. We already started writing on new riffs. Mm, so the had no production, yeah, yeah, release. exactly. Because it's 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 really hard to just stop writing music for me mm. at least. I need that to, yeah. There's nothing better to do than to just sit down and play guitar, and it's mm -hmm. it's fun. So why stop? Yeah. I don't need a break after album is done. I don't really need. Okay, a couple of few weeks is okay. To not mm -hmm. touch the guitar, but then my fingers start to itch, and I have to have to play. <laughs> <laughs> a few of the songs are at least okay. Here, the rivers was released three years ago, so maybe two, two and a half years old. Yeah, when the when the pandemic hit, I guess like half of the record is newer songs, if you can call it that. Was actually maybe a perfect time, as, so you could concentrate more on uh, on the on the record. I mean. I don't know if it's a in, positive thing. Yeah, if, if we have to find something positive, it was that we could put some more time into writing the album. How is uh, normally the way to write uh, songs? Yeah, normally I sit at home, play guitar, come up with a few riffs, maybe a verse idea or just a riff, and then I bring it to the other guys. Have some okay, depends on okay. Now I have to explain this. Hans, our bass player, he lives in Germany, he, li he lives in Berlin, mm -hmm. so it's hard to get together every weekend or something like this. So, usually, it's me and Sebastian, our drummer, that mm -hmm. meet up at the rehearsal room, jam a bit on the riff that I've come up with, maybe come up with something, and then we just record it on our phones. Mm -hmm. And after that, we send it to Arvid, our singer, and send it to Hans, and they listen to it. Tell us if they like it or not. Should we continue on the riff? And most of the time they like the idea. So then we just continue working like this, sending back and forth. And Harvey comes up with a vocal line and he sends mm -hmm. that over to us. And yeah, and that's the way we usually have worked even before the pandemic. So, okay, so in the, from that point of so, view, you didn't really hit it. <laughs> not really, but okay, this time Hans couldn't come here as many times as we would have wanted him to be, come here. Because I think for this album, 
And during the pandemic, he came here twice. We have two weekends of rehearsals just before the album, for the recording of the album. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much just four days of rehearsing with Hans. But yeah, it, it wasn't enough in the end. But it could have mm-hmm. been it maybe well. a few, few more times, then it would have been even better. But it, it worked out good in the end. So. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us uh, about the um, concept uh, of uh, Echoes from uh, Amas? What, uh, what's behind the, the concept? Out of it was, um, when was this? This was like December 2019. He got divorced. So it's a lot about his feelings and his being, yeah, I guess you can call that he was depressed and mm. he was not doing really good. Yeah, I don't know if he's still doing good, actually. It's been more than a year now, but he's, yeah, it hit him really hard, this thing. Mm. So he got, so I think like eight out of the 10 songs are a lot about this. So that's the, pretty much the concept of the album. If you look lyrically and musically, it's usually we don't really have a concept. We just write songs and keep the stuff that feels good and put the stuff that doesn't feel so good to the side and hopefully when we start doing the next album, some of the riffs can be reused and turned into a song, but mm-hmm. we don't really have a, for the music, we don't have a concept. Yeah, we just try to write good music in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, <laughs> you do pretty well. <laughs> oh, thank you. It goes from a mass, it comes from the, it's the first line of the song, last song on the album called What's the song called? What have we become? There he sings um, an echo from a mass. He sings. And we thought that that was a really cool line. Mm. So we changed it a little bit to fit Peter Bergstrand, who did the cover art. He said that I have an idea already. Yeah, let's mm. change so it. So the mass, to, uh, the mass in the cover. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing about it is that you can interpret in so many ways. Mm-hmm. This is just that the cover art is just Peter's way of the to interpret the the meaning of the album title and you, yeah there's so many different ways to interpret it and that's the way we like it we like people to hopefully start thinking mm. that what could this mean so i think for a lot of people it will mean different things that it means for for example arvid who wrote the lyrics for, for the song where the title is taken from so that's what we try to do a little bit same same thing with the arvid's lyrics If you read the lyrics, it could mean totally different thing for you hmm. than it does for Arvid. And is, this, is it something um, that you tr- always tried to do in your music, uh, also in the previous releases? Yeah, I think so. I think, okay, not on all of it, but it depends on, I think, what Arvid, what kind of lyrics he writes for, for hmm. the songs. But I think most of the time, People never know what the song is really about. They have a clue that it could be something like this, but in his mind, it means something else. For yeah. example, the old song, there is an old song called um, Trails and Passes album. There's a song called The Drum. And I don't think people know that that song is about jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. when, he told, when he told the meaning of that song, I just, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's... Uh... It's a, a topic worth <laughs> to yeah. talk about. As uh, uh, the listeners will not, uh, when they hear this, that they will not still uh, have listened to the album. Uh, is then um, 
besides the lyrics, uh, of course, uh, uh, of uh, average, um, is also the album a bit more gloomy, or um, it, it, did it brought bring you in this uh, mass? <laughs> I don't know how to call it. Yeah, I think the album is a little bit gloomier in the end. I guess after a couple of songs, it felt like we were going a little bit in, more in that direction because of the, some of the lyrics that he gave to us that we read through and it just, everything just happened naturally. But in the end, there is, yeah, there's a few more ha happier songs, but the lyrics mm. are still a bit gloomy, but because mm. we can't, with Greenleaf, we can't just do a total gloom album. Mm. There has yeah. to be a little bit of blues and a little bit, a little bit smiles in there also, even mm. though you're feeling that shit, sometimes you still have to smile. Yeah, I mean, that's at least for having a hopeful uh, approach, you know. It's gloomy, but in a very trying to be positive. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm not wrong, the, the you change bass player uh, uh, comparison to Hear the Rivers. No, Hans, it came for uh, for this album. Did it change uh, something in the um, in the setup or in the in the in the band the way you play the way you also? Um, and second question. Uh, did you record more or less the same way, uh, Echoes from a Mass, in comparison to, to hear the Rivers and the previous? He was already in the band when um, Rise Above the Meadow, when it was released, he was in the band. Because ah, okay. the previous bass player, Johan, he was, yeah, he recorded the album, but then he didn't have time to go on tour and so on. So we asked Hans to join the band because we knew him from before because he was in a band called Grand Loom, a German band that we that we played shows with and he was a really wonderful guy so we just asked him and he could join the band and we knew that he was a really good bass player so it would all work out good if he brought something to the band yeah of course he did he yeah he's a maniac on the bass <laughs> mm -hmm. he's a really good bass player and he's coming up with ideas and yeah he's a real a, a part of the songwriting of course mm -hmm. he lives in germany so it's a little bit hard to rehearse a lot but yeah, when there's no pandemic, he comes up to Sweden every once in a while so we can just work on music or rehearse for a tour or something like that. Yeah, yeah. recording-wise, we recorded this album exactly the same way we have always done. Us standing in a room, playing and recording. Mm -hmm. Okay, on this album, Arvid wasn't there when we recorded the basic tracks. But usually he's there also singing and record guitar, bass, drums, everything live. And then we do overdubs, put extra guitars in there and yeah, do the vocals. What you normally do in the studio is something that is already thought uh, to then be played live and then oh, just with few of their dubs or sometimes you go crazy a bit in the, in the studio? Uh, on, on previous older albums, we have thought about not putting too much in there because then it's so hard to make it sound <laughs> really good live. Yeah. But on the on the, on echoes, I think we put a little bit more in there. Mm -hmm. We put some more. There's some mellotron and there's some piano and there's a couple of songs, a few extra guitars. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, let's see. We will. I think I'm pretty sure we will manage to make it sound good anyway. So yeah, I mean, we just have to work a little bit harder in the rehearsal room, and then we will make it sound good. Yeah, I mean. Good thing uh, there is time. <laughs> to, to yeah, now we have time. So. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure we will not do do any shows in the coming 
months. <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess as well. Yeah. You released the, the only single you released since now is the Tides. Uh, uh, how is the the video related to the concept of the album? I mean, there is a mass, a black mass, like in the album. Yeah, <laughs> the, the video is also done by Pere Bergstrand, who mm -hmm. did the artwork. So it's all his idea. So right. it's also, it, it's his version When he heard that song, he heard right away that, yeah, you should be in space. Because <laughs> it's a very, for me at least, it's a pretty massive, big song, and it's a lot of air in there, and it's mm. and the space theme fits it perfectly, I think. Yeah, because the, there is a space for the to, to sound, yeah. you know. Yeah, and out of it alone, in space, with his feelings, so it's it's perfect. Mm. And then it got shot, I mean, I don't want to say the end of the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If people didn't watch, uh, just watch it. Uh, did you have actually to postpone the release somehow or more or less uh, was already planned for this? Uh, this Now, the, the release date was set maybe in last summer or something. And we were like, yeah, yeah, the pandemic will probably be over by then. <laughs> so, but yeah. here we are. No, we haven't postponed the release. I mean, uh, how difficult uh, and tricky is now to... You know, as Greenleaf, you, you tour normally a lot, no? Um, you play a lot around. How is to, um, the promotion now of the album uh, from home, let's <laughs> say? Yeah, we, we just have to try to promote it ourselves without going on tour as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Like talking to you and uh, trying to stay busy on Facebook and Instagram and whatever. Just try to come up with fun things to keep people coming back and interested in our pages mm -hmm. and, and so on. Yeah, but I really, really hope that we can go on tour soon mm -hmm. at the end of the year. I think at the moment we are planning maybe go, to go on tour in October, but yeah, let's see what happens. We have a few festivals booked for the summer, but yeah, we just have to wait and see. Is a band like Greenleaf uh, sustainable uh, without uh, touring? How do you mean if we if we don't tour that? I mean, of course, it's something you don't know because <laughs> the first thing you didn't release the album yet. But uh, I'm I'm sure you know. Normally, you know, many bands tour in order to sell uh, uh, more albums. Uh, uh, do you think is without touring is um, you go on minus, let's say, or uh, is uh, is still feasible? It's, it's good that we all have day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not living out of the music we you're normal yeah we, we're not making much money out of playing music anyway mm. so but still yeah i really hope that the album will be do do good even though we're when we're if we don't tour there let's say first half of the year or something that the singles that we've released video the video we released now and at the end of this month will come a more one more video and then in one month later we'll come yeah we will release three videos now mm -hmm. so hopefully this will help a little bit so people to spread yeah maybe. can hear hear but yeah spread the word about the album so yeah. other than that i don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. we just have to wait and see how, how how it turns out if it's worth releasing albums during a pandemic <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean until now i guess the response of the people was uh, was good no i guess Yeah, yeah, it's been good so far. So considering that we cannot uh, spend money in concerts, so yeah, then <laughs> people have more money to buy a albums. record instead. You know, yeah, exactly. I guess in Sweden uh, as well, you could have barely gigs. Uh, uh, how is in general uh, the Swedish state uh, uh, helping uh, music and maybe in general uh, arts? For example, for us, 
we get help with uh, payment of the, the rent for the rehearsal room. So you can, you can easily just apply to get, yeah. You write down, uh, write down how many times you rehearse a week and send it in to the government, government and then they yeah, give you, it's not much money, but it helps a little bit. Mm, okay. So any, anyone who has a band or does, yeah, or singer, songwriter or whatever can get a little bit of help from the government mm -hmm. because they're making music. Also the other actors, let's say, of the scene, so maybe booking agency or something, do you know if they, they, re they re receive some help or, uh, or maybe the venues as well? I'm not sure, but I think they can also apply for help. But okay, okay now, 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 now you were talking about the pandemic, even though without the pandemic, musicians get help for rehearsal rooms and everything. Oh, okay. For us, it's still the same. Even before <laughs> all this happened, we still got a little bit of money to pay for the rehearsal room. Yeah. And hope the German, the German government is listening. Maybe they... Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, I heard that it's really hard to get good rehearsal rooms for sheep in Germany. Yeah, in, uh, I mean, in Berlin as well, especially in Berlin, you know, the, yeah. the overall space. Yeah, but I, uh, okay, we live, in a, we live in a small town, but I guess it's the same in Stockholm. Talking about Sweden, um, you know, in Sweden, there is a particular, especially from the, from the 90s, let's say, uh, a really good tradition of uh, rock and roll bands playing, some of them maybe playing older school uh, music, maybe like the Blues Beats, the Siena Root. Uh, there is a good, uh, let's say, rock and roll tradition. What do you think is, have you ever thought or have you been asked maybe before, uh, what is the, the secret of this? Uh... I've been asked this question many times. Why, yeah. are, there, why are there so many good... What are you drinking? Me? I mean, what's in the water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually say it's the mother's milk. <laughs> it comes from... <laughs> I don't know why. I don't, I don't think anyone knows. Maybe, maybe it is because we get a little bit of help. Mm. through the government to so the culture the is really it's, it's not so it's yeah i think so mm. it's pretty yeah it's easy to start a band and get a room to rehearse in and and even when you're a beginner you can get a rehearsal room where there is guitars and drums and amps and everything that you can just borrow so i think that helps mm, absolutely yeah I mean, yeah, then, then there is no boundary, let's say, to, to start something, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to buy expensive instruments right away. And maybe, yeah, maybe you don't think it's fun and you bought a guitar for a thousand euros and then it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so you can start with just borrowing gear and it's no problem. And then maybe yeah. later buying it. Um, exactly. Tell me, tell me, how do you, how do you like the, the word uh, stoner? As genre of music, and uh, <laughs> I used to dislike it, but now I don't really. It's it's just a name, mm. and stoner, yeah, stoner rock. In our band, we're we're not really stoners, you know. We don't smoke, and we don't we drink we drink beer. Mm. We're more beer rock than stoner rock <laughs> in the end. But <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind the name because mm. it's just a name for a. Yeah, there's so many. It's a name for a huge. The genre is so everything from like the doom to rock and roll, pretty much. Do you think it represents anyhow the the scene or the? I mean, all the actors of the scene. Maybe not only the musicians, but also the listeners. <laughs> of course, there is people who like to smoke and listen to 
all the stone rock bands and yeah probably greenleaf yeah you mm. can hear by the name greenleaf yeah. also <laughs> 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 that that actually started pretty much as a joke in was it in 99 or 2000 i don't remember it's so long it's more than 20 years ago now so yeah we just had that as a joke name because we couldn't come up with anything and then the time went and we were like yeah we can't come up with a name so that let's just stick to greenleaf it's just a name <laughs> You just said that you basically, uh, Greenleaf was formed uh, over 20 years ago, basically as a as sort of a side project, uh, uh, as you are also a musician in, in Dozer. Could have you f- uh, think before that uh, you would, uh, after a, a side project, could last uh, really uh, so long and actually so pretty successful? When we started a band, I never thought that we would still play after 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes, oh fuck, I'm getting old. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, like you said, it was a side project in the in the first first, I don't know, 15 years or something. It was just friends that I asked if they wanted to, to sing on the album. Because usually mm-hmm. we had like three, four different singers and a few guitar players and so and it was a side project like that when I had yeah, because we went on tour with Dozer, we did the tour. The rest of the guys usually wanted to have at least one month off but you to didn't. not play anything, but <laughs> I can't stop playing, so I had to, yeah. So that's basically why Greenleaf has been rolling the whole time. And, and then, yeah, Dozer went on ice, and then, yeah, I can't stop playing, so I just played more with Greenleaf instead. And after a little while, we got more, we got even more into it when... Yeah, when Arvid and Sebastian joined the band, then it started to feel really good. Mm-hmm. Then so it was that's when more we de- core that's of when, the band. Yeah, that's when we decided that now, now this is a real band because I didn't have Dozer at the time. And it's, this is the real thing. This is our, mm. my real band now. Because Arvid was so into it and Sebastian was so into it. So we just decided that let's just tour as much as we can and release albums mm, so until we get tired of it. This, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so far we have not too fast, not too fast. <laughs> it was like uh, Avrid and Sebastian when they joined. That was uh, that basically the turning point, let's call when uh, then uh, a more stable uh, you decided to form a more stable band with uh, fixed uh, uh, components members. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, we have changed bass players, but yeah, that's it. Mm. So we're trying to have the same members now and try to be a, be a real band. In your mind, is, um, is uh, the fourth piece uh, uh, not under discussion or um, Greenleaf could be maybe in the, in the next releases, uh, maybe for the 30th year, year, open to maybe to extend the lineup or I don't know, to experiment to other concepts too or what, what is your idea? We have sometimes talked about it that it would be on some songs, nice to have one more guitar player to make it sound even bigger. Mm-hmm. But then we think of the costs for flight tickets and <laughs> everything. So it's, yeah. And you have to split it everything be, in five. Though, yeah, six. we have to split everything in five instead of four. So it's stupid in it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no but, you ne- but you never know. You never know. Since uh, you have a, a more stable band, you didn't have uh, guests in, in albums, no? On the new one, we have Peter... Uh, he did pretty much everything. He did the cover art and now he did the video and he also sings on two songs. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's just it's just it, it it's just back 
backup vocal harmonies that he's doing. And he, and he used to be a member of Greenleaf in the early, in the beginning, he was a member of Greenleaf. Okay. Also. Yeah. <laughs> so we're keeping it in the Greenleaf family now. It's the fifth you element. Know? And the guy who recorded and mastered and mixed the album, he was the first drummer in Greenleaf. Okay, so, so it's know. only it's it's the Greenleaf family doing things okay, now. So do we have um, in mind uh, some uh, release party or something like that? Some release show? No, I, I'm pretty sure we will have. Yeah, March 26th. I'm guessing we will be sitting at home, mm -hmm. maybe open a beer and listen to the say other cheers, guys. call to the other guys and say cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, let's see. We just have to take one, one day at a time and see, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it's possible, we will be on tour and play shows as much as, much as we can. I'm sure about And that. we will definitely, definitely play in Berlin again. Hopefully in, uh, in fall. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully in October. Mm. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Tommy, I want to thank you for uh, this interview and I really wish you all of the luck for, uh, for the release of Echoes from Emas and also for, uh, for seeing you again on a stage very soon. Thank you. Hope to see, hope to see you too. <laughs> or, <laughs> maybe not on the stage, but in the crowd. In the crowd, in the crowd for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, care, cheers. cheers. Take care.